everybody. Welcome to the Macaw Podcast Universe, where a husband and a wife go through a movie franchise, movie by movie, week by week, um, and we discuss it as thoroughly as possible. And we exist to prove people wrong when they say the sequels are never as good as the originals. Welcome. We're glad you're here. And you, if, if you've stumbled upon this episode, you are kind of in for a treat in a weird way. Yeah. Because we are covering the worst movie that we've covered in our 46 episodes. Uh, 47 if you include Fantastic Four. And yes, I think this movie's worse than Fantastic Four 2015. I hate Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. And um, that's my um, report. Uh, thank you for listening. Make <laughs> sure and subscribe. No. I mean, please do subscribe. But uh, here we are. We're yeah. at the end of the Wizarding World. And it, it ends... But it's really not the end, unfortunately. It's the end for us. Oh, and stick around till the end. We're going to announce our next series. Um, so... Should, do you want me to jump into production? Just do it. Just get it over with, because I know there's not much. Yeah, so first of all, this is the same team that did Fantastic Beast 1. And when I say same team, I mean, like, everyone I talked about last week, it's the same. Uh, same producers, JK did the script, uh, David Yates directed, do you know same cinematographer. if they worked on these movies at the same time? No, they didn't. Okay. Um, so that's that. If you want the full details, go back and listen to Fantastic Beast 1. Uh, the budget of this movie is $200 million. Um, it comes out November 16th, 2018, and there was a controversy about this movie. Do you know about this? Remind me. Well, Johnny Depp was cast, of course, and this, in 2018, the fall, and kind of that whole year is kind of the height of, like, Johnny Depp abuse allegations, oh. punching a guy on set, Yeah. famously, like, having issues with Amber Heard, which I think are still not really cleared up. Very muddy and, because there were allegations against her abusing him. So Yeah, so I don't Really know. muddy waters just with Johnny Depp in general. Yeah, and everyone on the team was like, no, we really stand by casting Johnny Depp in this movie. And um, funny enough, he's not my main complaint with this movie, even though I think his performance is like, it's just a little bit more sober. Um jack sparrow <laughs> but uh he doesn't well whatever, okay whatever. he kind of exists yes. he doesn't fit in this world he doesn't look right he's no. he's not good no but he himself I'm, i don't actually have that many problems with his acting for how bad the movie is okay um, i can get on board with that but uh yeah so kind of had some controversy and literally you didn't say how much the movie made I'm getting to that. Oh. Yeah, I'm saving that for a second. So, folks, I, I, if you are a loyal listener, you know that I do a lot of research, and I did for this movie, too. I watched a bunch of interviews, stuff like that, and there really wasn't anything notable about it um, that I haven't previously mentioned on the previous Fantastic Beast thing. Um, so I, I don't really have anything for you. Um, but I do have this, which is very interesting, Jordan. Domestically, yeah. the movie makes $159,555,901. Okay? Not the best, but domestic. You know, these are like British movies, even though the first one's set in America. So overseas yeah, yeah. is where you're going to see the big market. Yeah. And it is a bigger world outside of the U.S. But remember, last movie was around was over $800 million, mm -hmm. which is 
if you go to back to our Harry Potter episodes, none of them are below uh, below eight hundred million. They're all above, and the last movie makes over a billion. This movie, remember, none under eight hundred million. This movie made worldwide six hundred and fifty four million eight hundred fifty five thousand nine hundred and one dollars. So, like, no one saw it. So, I mean, that's still a ton of people, but that's a big drop off. It's basically a two hundred million dollar drop. Big enough to be off. like, okay, guys, what, what, how can we change this so that the next movie gets us back to normal? Yeah. So I, I mean, where does that make your mind go on the future of the franchise? Because I've been thinking that about this a lot. Hopefully, they'll cancel it. Well, I don't think they're going to cancel it. But I have, I, I mean, do you have any thoughts on like specifics about what might happen? I hope that do they th- cancel it. Oh, you just uh, yeah, yes. Okay. No predictions. No predictions. It's going to keep getting worse. Especially, no, no. (laughs) Especially because of what they did with this movie. Yes. And the story. It It actually cannot get better now. She cannot redeem herself after what she's done. Whoa. To me. Strong words. I am like done. But JK, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Also, you are not a bad writer. You can't you create, write a You've script, given us though. a beautiful world, not including these two movies, with the exception of the creatures. That's the only redeeming yes. quality. Yeah. Um, yeah, she just can't write a script. That's proven in this movie. Because you, you see how, like, there's a lot of ideas there, and it, it does read like, like, oh, there is a book where there's about 600 pages missing that I don't know about. Because that's how she writes. So... I mean, I don't think this would happen because I don't like the story at all, but it's almost like maybe if this was a 600-page book, I'd be like, oh, okay, I get it now. It was, maybe. Well, yeah, well, yeah, like what you're saying, it's what's cool about the movies, and I think uh, kind of an invalid reason people hate on movies turn like from books is because mm-hmm. they, they ripped out so much out of the book, they like didn't do like half of it. Do you know what would happen if they did half of it? It would be Ugh. so... Bo- like, if they did all of it, yeah. it would be so boring. So what's cool about watching Harry Potter is it's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, and you can then, dig into more yeah, if you like it. That's a, that's just burped into the mic. That's someone who read the books after seeing all the movies. Mm-hmm. So that that's my experience with it. And it, it's just fun to, like... Even if you read the books before watching the movies... You, it's fun because it's it's like oh here here is the tip of the iceberg and it's fun because I know all of the other stuff. Yeah, and also the movies are so well made, the Harry Potter movies that even if you will never read the books, there's still more. Like it, you just feel like oh man, it's just like there's so much in this world. It's so alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so back to the the box office thing though. I think there's a couple of things that could happen. So one would be, well, I think they're going to make Fantastic Beasts 3, no matter what. So one is they they say, okay, let's kind of rework this. Maybe think through this again, because we have to have a hit. So they do that, and um, if, it, if it's successful, they just keep riding on the high, go all five movies. If it's not that well written, um, which I don't think she's got it in her... Um, then I think they're going to say, hey, guys, we're actually just going to make one more movie to wrap this up. And they'll make up some excuse that'll make it sound creative where they're like, actually, we had this whole sideline thing that we might save for a future project. They'll say something like that, but it'll actually mean that the Warner Brothers was like, hey, 
this isn't going as well. Because a $200 million budget, and then you add in the probably $100 million of um, marketing. Marketing. But they don't include that in budgets? No. Okay. So you you got to think that there's at least $100 million for a Harry Potter movie in, in that. So, I mean, that's only half return. I mean, it is, you, you made back your money 100%, but it's, that's not what they're used to with these types of movies. So I think that's going to happen. Um, and if it's bad, I, I think that they'll, or they could even pivot and be like, Hey, we're going to, I'm going to finish it up in a book or I'm going to finish it up on FX or something like that. I could see that happening. Um, FX? You think FX wants not this? F, not FX, but I, I'm just saying a network that like would maybe pick it up. Um, probably not that one cause they're owned by Disney, but, um, yeah. I just mean to say that maybe it'd finish up on TV. I don't, I think they're going to go for the five. I think they might just haul through it, but if the next one doesn't make over 600, if the next one makes less than this one, I don't know. Yeah. And even if it makes 600, we're not getting five. That's my prediction. Um, so that's what I have on the movie. Um, now it's all up to you. Okay. What do you got? Start off with Johnny Depp. Uh, okay. What do you, what do you got about John? Well, if people don't know it by now, he plays Captain Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Earth shattering. Um, He's also Sweeney Todd. He's also in Donnie Brasco. He is also in everything else. Mordecai. Alice in Wonderland. Anything that has huge, like really great, well, anything with really crazy makeup He's probably good chance that he probably got casted in it. Yeah. Black Mass. Yeah. That's Crazy Johnny makeup, Depp. yeah. Uh also Benny and June. A uh, little chick flick from Yeah, Black I've Depp. seen it. Wasn't a big fan of that one. I didn't love it. It's okay. Yeah. I think it's like a it's a feel good movie. What's eating Gilbert Grape? That's another one. Yep, that's another movie that I'm people to think seem to think is a good movie for some reason. Yeah, I didn't really care for that one either. I think it's a movie that has a great performance in it, but it's not a good movie. Yeah. Because Leo is amazing in it, but other th- I mean, I don't like the story of it. It's it's very it's weird, boring, isn't it? And it it's yeah. kind of gross a yeah. little bit. Um, Let's move past it. <laughs> so I'm just going to give this guy a shout out because I think he is, I think this guy comes on the set and gives 110%, whether okay. or not it's good or annoying. Kevin Guthrie, that dude. Oh, oh, interesting take. Uh, I thought he was horrible. I, but what I'm saying is, because I, I think he's too over the top. I think he's yeah. he's overacting, but I think he is just trying too hard. Okay. I, I, that's what I think. So I think he shows up on set giving 110%. And, okay. and it's it's just like, please calm down. Um, okay, he is, I can He was in the last that. movie. Um, and Dunkirk as well. Oh, interesting. Um, and... British stuff. I bet he's one of the guys that's in the boat. That Highlander like, 3 that they're is stuck what in. his name is. Or his, like, cast listing. Highlander 3. What? That's, that's his cast listing? Like his character name? Oh, on Dunkirk? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess that sounded like a movie title. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say that he was in the boat. I just feel well, like... As he, I just like see, sinking? Yeah, I just see his face. But yeah. I could be wrong. Um, And he, you know what? Probably doesn't overact. No, <laughs> but it's a you know better director, um, and then we have Zoe Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, she's why is in she this. in this movie? 
I don't know. Shrug. Seems like oh, maybe. Oh, I didn't realize she's in Mad Max. Yeah, I didn't she's realize one that of was the her. girls. Oh, which I, mean, I like, actually totally. looked her up and saw that. That's yeah. why I was. I had the same realization because I like. I know I, everyone knows who she is. Yeah, just like pop culture. I feel like she's just a pop culture person right now, and so therefore I'm just like, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. But now knowing that, it's like, oh, I have known who she is. Yeah. Um, she's also in After Earth. Oh. She's in Divergent. Oh. X-Men First Class. Winky winky. She is in the remake of High Fidelity. <laughs> oh, the Hulu TV show. Yeah, but based on that, um, more to say Arwen, but the that's like Liv the, Tyler. It's a movie with Liv Tyler Tyler or John, Renee Selweger. Isn't that what is that's the one with John, the guy from um uh, the the Raven. What's his name? John Cusack is in High Fidelity. Can you please look it up okay, for me? Keep going. Because I because I want to think of what the one that I'm thinking of. Um, okay, then she's also in Big Big Little Lies. She plays Mary Jane in Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Um, she plays Mary Jane. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so High Fidelity has John Cusack, Jack Black, Lisa Bonet, Catherine Zeta Jones, Joan Cusack. Okay, then let me see the let me Tim see the Robbins. picture. Let me see the picture. It's a vinyl album cover. If you see, it's got a bunch of different. Oh crap! John what Cusacks is the movie I'm thinking? Of? Can you look up Liv Tyler? Yeah, I'll look her up, okay. and I'll be able to figure it out. Keep talking. She's also in Dope. Pretty good movie. Um, and then we have okay, we got through him. We've gone. I don't care about that. A lot of repeat people, as we all know. I guess I'll go over him because he was a big player for some reason. Callum Turner, who plays Newt's brother, Theseus. Finally, I know what his name is because I couldn't understand a word anyone was saying when they pronounced his name. He's in Green Room. Empire Records is what you're talking about. That's what I'm thinking of. Probably just because I saw a record store. Uh huh. I just thought it was that. Yeah. And that I feel like that movie's having a weird resurgence right now. Oh, interesting. I've never seen it. So Got a that 30 meta movie. score. Yeah, it looks really bad. And I'll tell you my opinion later. Okay, off mic. Um, oh, actually, you've told me. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Callum Turner, who plays Newt's brother. He's in yeah. Green Room. He's in, Oh, is he in the band? Is he the he, bass player? I think he's the bass player. Guys, Green Room. Let me do a side thing about a movie that's very good. So if you want a very tense-filled horror, but not, not a supernatural horror movie... No, it's um, a thriller. Thriller, but uh, yes, okay, thriller. Um, watch Green Room. Sir Patrick Stewart is in it, and um, what's the guy's name? Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin, and it's about One this, of his last movies. Yeah, it's about this band that goes to play a show, and they're playing a show to, like, neo-Nazis, and they get into some trouble, and it is so intense. It's very, very violent. Very violent. But it's... It's a movie where, like, I finished it and I was like, oh, that was good. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, that was really also, good. Also, it felt like being a teenager and being obsessed with horror movies and watching a lot of bad horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, it felt like one of those, like, with my friends, I'm 16. And it's like, okay, guys, let's watch this one. This one looks really gritty and violent. Yeah. And we watch it and we're like, really scares us. We really like it. And then it's like, you think you're just lumping in with all the other ones I've seen. But as I get older, I always go back to that movie. Yeah. And recommend it to people. That's what that movie feels like to me. Yeah. Which, to clarify, was not a movie you saw in high school. No. Because it came because out, it not, out of high school. Yeah. But it does feel like that. I, yeah. I totally get yeah. that. Um, that's him. <laughs> that's cool that he's in that. Yeah. I mean, he's he's good in this movie. Um, a lot of people are actually good. Like, Zoe Kravitz is good. It's just... Like the her character doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? Did you know that Jude Law was in this movie? 
<laughs> hit what you're. I had to hit. no idea that Jude Law was. When was he in the movie? Who was he? Well, wait, he was Dumbledore. He was Dumbledore, and um, he was featured heavily in the promotions. And he's in maybe twenty minutes. I wouldn't even say that. And I would say if you watch this movie and take him out of it, there is no change in the movie. Nope. Um, and you might say, well, Micah, but he sends Newt Scamander into the mission. But his motive and all that stuff don't actually make any sense. So you could just do a quick line rewrite and get Newt like mixed up in it for a reason that actually makes sense and the story would improve. The one thing I will say, though, is I did notice... And I know you were like, I didn't even notice because he was in the movie for so little. I think he was really good at being a young Dumbledore. I think he showed off the vibe. I agree with you, though. You said his clothing is not eccentric and cool enough. It's just a suit. And you're right. You are right. And my opinion is he wasn't in the movie long enough for me to have an opinion whether he was a good Dumbledore or not. And I think that's fair. He's, I mean, uh, although in fairness, he was in the movie about as much as he's in any of the other movies, that character, except for yeah, like, but the he last was, one. But Dumbledore was in nine of them. Yeah. So it <laughs> well, is very okay, different. Well, okay, true. Um, okay, sorry. I got an email. Uh, so Jude Law is in The Talented Mr. Ripley, Grand Budapest, um, AI, Artificial Intelligence. Very good um, movie. That one, what is the movie? Road to Perdition? Really oh, wonderful Jude Tom Law. Tom Hanks, right? Yeah. Oh, that's really, a Sam Mendes movie. Yeah. Really good Jude Law role. Like, yeah. if, if you want to go on a Jude Law bend. uh, bend, bender, uh, <laughs> watch, you know, like a bender. Oh, no, I guess so. Yeah, no, I, I said it too, and yeah. I was like, that's a weird thing uh, to say. <laughs> anyway, he's in Captain Marvel. He is Neo Yokio. He's oh, in we've Neo- talked about him before on Captain oh, Marvel. That's right. He's so. in Neo Yokio. <laughs> movie or show we never finished we didn't finish um pretty good though yeah we were digging it um and i don't care about anything else the movie begins as i start all of these things on all 46 episodes i just saw the number 46 and i was like dang we've done a lot of episodes um and this logo pops up that's a bunch of wands that fan out in a half circle and it says wizarding world wizarding world which was not in the previous movie or any of the other previous movies. So that alerts to me as, you know, and and you have to, I'm so glad that we covered Marvel first on this podcast because I think to understand our modern blockbuster landscape, you have to look at it through the lens of Marvel because you see that logo and they're trying to do like a flipping the comic book pages Marvel. Like, look, when you see this logo, even if it's, wink wink a new franchise because when i saw that i was like oh fantastic beasts if this is successful this is not the end Mm -hmm. they're gonna make this will become another marvel Mm -hmm. where it's like oh every year but they won't know when to stop yeah like i feel like with marvel there was an end game (laughs) (laughs) well the thing with marvel is they've steadily kept going and they have um, I, yeah. Like you, you can open it up to like Guardians. When Guardians came in, you have a game changing moment where it's like, oh, now we have the universe to play with. Uh-huh. Like you could be a fan of Marvel and be like, you know what? I only like this part of uh-huh. it. But she's trying to make it like this one big, huge story. And no, 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 no on that. I will uh, reject that help. You know why she can't do that? Because Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two 
was Endgame for the Harry Potter world. Yeah. So you can't do that anymore. Like she already did it. Yeah. Well, do you um, know what I mean? That, oh, that, yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And I should say, and I, I don't know if I've said this before, this is like one of my hot takes on the landscape of blockbusters. If you go to make a prequel, you cannot make that series more epic than the event of that universe. So the event of Harry Potter is Harry Potter. So if there's any prequels, they have to be not they ha- they cannot rise to the scale of Harry Potter. Because it do- then when you look back at Harry Potter, you're like, how come there's no ramifications from that thing that just happened? And you can tell with this movie, she's ramping up. She's trying to be like, the next three movies are going to be Deathly Hallows Part 1, Part 2, and Part 3. Kind of a vibe. And that's why The Hobbit sucks, because they tried to make it more epic than Lord of the Rings. It's an easy trap that people fall into. But that's why, like we said, Fantastic Beasts should be like a charming, low-stakes, fun series that makes you go, oh, this is, this is like, I like this universe. They're existing in this world. Yeah. That's it. It, you know, it should be like a guard. Guardians is a good example. Totally, the character stakes are high, and yes, in two they almost ended the the world because of uh, ego. Okay, but they made it uh, contained and in such a way that it was just about. It was really about the characters. And it was very clear that it was a story about a, a father and his son. Yes, that's what the movie was about. Yes. Marvel's actually pretty good at doing that sort of thing. Spider-Man's yeah. another great example. Like, you look at that and you go, I understand why the Avengers aren't trying to tackle this threat right now. Oh, yeah. Some of the movies you look at and you're like, okay, Captain America sh- should show up and help oh, out totally. Thor right now. They're, they're, I mean, there's some of that. It's not perfect. Yeah. Um, and, you know, listen to all our episodes on that if you want to hear our opinions on that. But I, I, this is the event of the universe if you were to make something after Harry Potter, you could attempt to make it more epic, but not before. That's not fair, unless it's like 2,000 years before or something crazy. So that's my spiel on that. It'd be that. cool if she did that and it was like druids. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I'm into that. You know that before the first movie came out, she she wrote these short stories and put them up on uh, her website or Pottermore or something like that. And one of them was a short story about... Um, Wizards in World War One. Yeah, you. Oh, I don't know if you said. I it didn't on the say podcast. it on the podcast. Okay. And I'm like, okay, so how come that's not a movie? Because you mm-hmm. could make it epic as much as you want, and that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But no, we get this boring slog. And about it would probably Grindelwald. be better than an Ant Man when the, you see these little tiny people fighting people in World War Two. Yeah. And you're oh kind of like, gosh. ugh, I didn't need that. No, no. So. The movie begins with, we see Johnny Depp, and he's in a prison, and there's this big escape sequence where he has tricked people, um, and he, he gets escaped. I'm not in love with this sequence. I think the action's not super well directed. It's not bad, though. The first, like, 20 minutes of this movie, I was like, okay, am I going to like this more than I like the first movie? Because it was like, we are chugging along here, but then the movie just it doubles down on lore and stuff mm-hmm. and expects you to know everything. It's mm-hmm. just it's so infuriating. I mean, honestly, for me, the and this goes into Fantastic Beasts, the moment they introduced Grindelwald, the whole thing, I was done. Yeah. 
because of like, okay, be, well, now that you've Grindelwald in it, you have to drag Dumbledore into it. And I just don't want it. Yeah. But we'll get into it in a little bit. I just, I, I, I was trying to keep, I, I, I wanted to go into this podcast with like, guys, I did try to like this movie. You know, I always yeah. try. Um, so there's this big escape. Um, all the, all the magic is whatever. Um, which usually yeah. it's fun and wondrous. It's kind of whatever. Yeah. Uh, Depp. I don't know why they came up with his look. He looks horrible. And it's not like... You know like, what's interesting, too, is they showed those spectrals, which were the thing that were flying the carriage. None of them were invisible. None of them were invisible. None of them. I didn't realize that until right now. I thought of that. And I was like, So, weird. like, all of them have seen someone close to them die? All those people? Is that what that means? I guess, And but I'm sure this is us reading into it too much. I, I'm it's sure. probably not, because they think about everything too much in this series. Yeah. That's why this movie sucks. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought that was lame. But I, I do say, I do think that they probably did that so that people who hadn't seen the other movies in a while wouldn't be like, wait, how come in the last shot those things were there and now they're not? Yeah. But they could have just had them invisible the whole time and then yeah. Grindelwald looks out and he sees them black. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, so he makes his big mistake. Escape. Uh, escape. This um, movie's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see our main character, sort of, um, Newt Scamander in the Ministry of Magic. Now, here's something we got to talk about, which you, I, I, you were like, we were watching the movie and Jordan just goes, what? What are they doing? I don't. Oh, with the weird close-up shots. This, like, cut off their foreheads. This movie does a ton of close-up shots. They do what you just said. And they're also, they're looking down the barrel of the camera. Um, they're not looking directly into the lens, but they're looking just above or like just to the side. And it's very odd because that's a very intimate shot to show. But it's like an ugly angle. But they they do, in this scene alone, I think they did it like 15 times. Oh, they did. Because there were also just so many cuts. So many cuts. And they do it throughout the movie. And usually if you're doing that particular of a shot, it's like, why isn't there a reason that you're doing that shot? Why isn't it like he's looking down the barrel of a camera because he just realized something? Uh -huh. They're just doing it, and the shots don't even look that good because this whole movie looks like washed out concrete. Also, let's just, okay, confused about this. So in the last movie, they show a picture of Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. And the girl, the queenie's like, oh, you like, you were in love with her, you liked her, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, because she can read his mind. So, you know, it's like, okay, love interests, whatever. Do we need it? No. Okay, and now we're in the next movie, and she's in it. And she's a pretty big player. She's, they make her a little strange. How can she not be huge? Um, but it's also like, why did she have to be a love interest ever? Because yeah, she's why do not we need, in this movie. Why do we need that history? Because it's like, she, she, so now she's engaged to Newt's brother. I just don't like understand why we need the confusion of this love triangle, which is not really a love triangle because there's like no chance of them ever like reconnecting or anything. But like, I just don't understand. I think in the first movie, they were just like, oh, we're just going to mention this thing. If we need it for later, we can use it. That's how it feels. Yeah. Because well, what's, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm pretty much done. Okay. I just, it's, it's very weird to me because when I'm watching it, I'm like, there is no payoff to ha them having previously been yeah. um, together. And, and maybe you say, well, there's jealousy between him and his brother, but it never no, amounts to anything. Why can't they, why couldn't they just be friends? Yeah. Which they show them 
Well, they show them having like, and I mean, I don't mean like literal sexual tension, but they have like sexual tension in like when they're at students. Yeah. In terms of like, I like you, you're cute. And so it's like, you could have just erased that. They could just, a, a boy and a girl can simply just be friends. Yeah. Well, I, and, and let's just talk about that scene so that we don't have to go back to it. Yeah. Weird flashback when, um, Le- Lenny, Lenny Kravitz's daughter, Zoe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I just almost called her Larry. Um, okay. and I just tried to pivot out. Didn't work. Um, and now we're here talking and about now it. we're here. Uh, cut that Micah. Um, I, she's at Hogwarts and she looks at a desk where her name is carved in like L plus E cause Lenny plus Eddie Redmayne. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Newt. <laughs> Newt. Yeah. And whatever her character's name is. And, um, then it shows this flashback of her at the school and you see that Dumbledore has been te- is this the one where they show Dumbledore teaching the kids the the scare curse? Yes. Oh my gosh. My this goodness. Okay, we're getting into it. Was infuriating and you got it all. Okay, so pretty upset with the movie for most of it. And mo- like I would say for mo- for the most part leading up into this point just really underwhelmed, very lost. Mm -hmm. Don't really care about anyone. And then we see these flashbacks and we see (laughs) just like so angry. I don't even know how to express it. You see um, Dumbledore defenses against the dark arts teacher. Um, And you see him teaching children how to defend themselves against a Bogart. Yeah. But not not only prisoner of Azkaban. And by that, he is doing exactly what Lupin did. Which makes no sense. And it's dumb because they took that away from Lupin. They took that away from him because in the third movie and book, like that's, that's what he does to it, it. Up in that till the third movie, both of the dark arts teachers sucked ass and they were bad people. <laughs> I don't remember who it was in number two and I don't care right now, but it's like finally third movie. Wasn't it Gilderoy in two? Yes. Okay. Two people sucked ass. And then we're in the third movie. And finally, we have a really good professor who was like genuinely teaching kids stuff. Yeah. Finally teaching them something. And not only is he teaching them something, he is teaching them something by connecting with them. Like, mm-hmm. like going on their level and being like, here's a really scary creature. <sighs> and I'm going to like ha- show you like, here are relatable ways you can defend yourself with the power of magic. Pause. The way you were talking about this, I just had like a wave hit me of like how good Harry Potter is. Yeah. And, and it made me even more mad at this movie because Harry Potter is so great. Yeah. And I think when she was writing the scene for this movie, she was thinking like, oh, people really liked that scene in Prisoner of Azkaban. Let's bring it back because it was like, it was a good scene and it's fun. Also, it it reveals... Um, characters' fears visually. Mm-hmm. I think it's lazy writing. It is such oh, yeah. lazy writing. And just furthermore, one time again, she takes it away from Lupin. It's it, it was so bad. I I hated that scene so much. It made me angry. Yeah. And um, I I I regret that we chose Harry Potter for this podcast because I don't want to see the next three movies. Yeah. No, I do because. They, we the can't spectacle. win them all, and it is that's the fun part I think about this podcast. But they they do that, and then like Newt and her like are buddies, and it doesn't make any well, sense. People hate her because she's a little strange or something, and then 
she like erases a girl's mouth and then she gets in trouble and then she finds new and then they like he like shows her creatures and then that's it i don't know i guess whatever but um yeah i just really couldn't care less no horrible ab- about their horrible. relationship and i hate that i have to say relationship and not friendship yeah because they should just be friends yeah um and then, and then let's get to newt's brother okay Looks like so, you have a lot to say by those eyes. I'm I seeing. think they casted this guy purely because they look similar. They do look very similar. It is nice to see that this guy is actually an actor and like has several acting credits. Uh, unlike big things. I think he's good in the movie. I just don't care. I, I just, it's another one of your kinds of things. We were like, how come they're not getting, they're not getting just a list. I, I know this is a lot oh, and yeah. not in America. So this would be another British actor, but still like, how come they're just not getting a person that everyone knows? Why can't it follow the tradition of the old movies where it's like you cast like really Yeah, and I, I understand actors. that like this is a younger person-ish, so you, it, it's a little bit more difficult in that way. But at the same time, it's like you the least you could do is get another person that I know who it is. Yeah. And maybe, and I, I know that's a pure opinion, you know, like no, I, people can totally disagree yeah. with that. And I, and I even, that's, it's very nitpicky, but I just like, because everything's so poorly written, I just don't care about him. I don't, I don't like care too much about him and Newt's relationship as brothers. Like, cause they have like a hard time being brothers cause he likes working in the industry and Newt doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Yeah, and that's that's another thing where it's like, if this movie could just scrap some of the plot and be like, okay, at the core of this movie, it's about Newt and his trouble with the ministry and him like having a fear of having an office job. Make that the thrust of the movie. Don't just show us two scenes and then expect us to like carry that through and consider that a character arc. And I, I've never seen a movie where there are so many characters and all of them have so little to do. Genuinely, they I have nothing to none do of in this them movie. because it's like you. I think we when we were watching, we made arguments of like, cool. So like, uh, basically a new franchise, basically, and women have nothing to do in it. And then yeah. I think you were like, yeah, but also the men don't either. And it's like, yeah. oh yeah, so it's just all of them have nothing well, and to do. If you think about Newt, he doesn't undergo any change in this movie. No. Dumbledore doesn't. Grindelwald, if you think about the climax of this movie, which, by the way, is horrible and confused me because it did not feel like a climax, um, Grindelwald does like a meeting, and that's the end of the movie, and he states his opinions that everyone else has been telling us throughout the movie. So literally, this movie doesn't matter. If anything, like, what should have been done is accomplished. because he does nothing the whole time. It's him getting his followers together and then they're in Paris and they're having like that big meeting in Paris. The whole, his, what the, it, like you could have done this and it would have been better a little bit if his storyline is him like going around Europe, giving speeches, like Interesting. spreading propaganda. Cause it's just one thing of one propaganda speech. Yeah. And um, I, I would say that the only characters, mostly one character that actually changes is Queenie. She is the only person that changes because in her, her change at the end of the movie is like getting punched in the face and makes it doesn't make no, sense. But this is I'll just, you know, explain yeah. it. So like. Let, let's get to the part. So Newt is at home. And at this point he has been told that because he did not accept a ministry job, um, he cannot leave the country. He can't leave London or uh, England. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So he goes home and then we, we see like his creature palace pretty much like downstairs. And he has a, a maid who is apparently also in love with him. So and he has like, wait, let's think about this for a second. Does she have anything to do? And does she even come up no, at the end of the she movie? She never comes back in the movie. Oh, is no. it, it seems almost like they're trying to set it up for like maybe a future movie. They'll actually do something with her instead of giving her something to do in this movie. I know. And that, that part when like he has to jump in the water to, for the kelp creature and Which, she's just, the well, kelp no, creature Micah, is cool. we're having a whole section okay. on creatures. I, we'll get to the creatures. Okay. We, we should do that go. separate. Cause that'll be fun. Yes. Okay. That I we're ending that. the movie or the podcast with creatures. Um, but this, <laughs> as he's before he jumps in the water, she's like, it might be better if you take off your shirt. Huh? First of all, who's asking anyone for Eddie Redmayne to take off his shirt? I don't think anyone. Second of all, why do we need that right now at all? At um, all. I think because like back in like not, like the early 90s, that was a fun trope. And I get maybe they're trying to bring it back 20 years later. Is that an answer? <laughs> and it's just like. Or 20, like 27 years later. So frustrating. Okay. And then. Um, okay. So. Queenie and Kowalski barge into his house and it's kind of like, holy crap, what are you doing here? You're from America <laughs> and now you're in London. Um, and, oh, and apparently, oh yeah. It's, can I just yeah. say that um, Kowalski and Queenie, um, their entire beginning of their new relationship after he has been obliviated in the first movie and all that, all off screen. They just have to catch us up in dialogue. And, and it's stupid. They Continue. say that... Um, he did he didn't lose any of his memories. They said that? Yeah, cuz remember the the thing that they the the that rained on them yeah. that whatever that potion was from that animal like it only erases bad memories and he never had a bad memory. What? From, from like involving he, magic. That, I remember their, them saying that now. That's their turnaround on it. So <sighs> and then we find out that Queenie drugged him this whole Jordan, time i know you're not but it feels like you're attacking me right now <laughs> no i'm kidding that's so yeah she pretty much has been dragging kowalski for a long time um it's what it seemed like right because he didn't when the the uh charm is off him he doesn't even know that he's in london he doesn't even remember yeah so in america refresher which no go ahead. I'm muggles sorry. and wizards cannot get married and they are in love. Yeah. And they're desperate to try to, to find, figure out a way to get married. Yeah. First of all, just move to a different country. Um, second of all, uh, I mean, they get into a huge fight because, because he, he's resistant. He's hesitant to get married because it would have terrible consequences for her. Yeah. So that, that that's their conflict in the movie. And she like runs away to find Tina who's in France. Okay. Um, and then, she gets picked up by Grindelwald's people. Yeah. And then she is confronted by Grindelwald and he pretty much with, without saying so promises her that if elected, <laughs> he will legalize, uh, muggles and wizards being married. So for her, cause that, that's her only, that's her character's only desire, mm -hmm. which is pretty simple, pretty definable. I wouldn't say it's bad. I think it's a pretty clear motive. I don't like, like that she enchanted him. No, no, no. I don't like that. But at least she she is the only character that has a clear motive. Yeah. And, well, and, and she Well, yeah. So she changes. By the end of the movie, she's on Grindelwald's side. And, and I'm like, 
part of me is kind of like that is interesting because she is with the bad guy for Kowalski. It's kind of like, you might not trust me now, but please like later you will see the truth, which of course she's wrong because he's the bad guy. So it's kind of like what will happen to her tiny bit interesting. If it was done better. Oh yeah. Because I never sat there like there was no tension that maybe he'll do that. And I don't think she ever thinks that if she's a logical person, which they've already shown she's not, but still it's just like, why is this happening? Yeah. And, and I want to further add that this movie sucks. (laughs) Okay. It sucks. So to go on with the story, they, uh, oh, okay. So Dumbledore talks to new and is like, we honestly don't have to cover everything. And then he says something like, you are, you've always thought you were one of the cleverest wizards I've ever taught. Oh, gee, I wonder how many people you've said that to now. Yeah. That's how it feels. It's like, oh, so no one was special on Harry Potter. That's how it feels. Um, And then... And also, he can't move against Grindelwald. Um, Just shut up. Because they made a... A blood... A blood pack. They combined blood because they were in love or something, which is also not defined. If yeah, if they're going to be in love, just do it, okay? Don't like dance around them being in love. And I think I think part of it is they're scared that people will not see the movie because yeah. because they're gay. If they're gay and like you you feel the need to write a flashback or something with it. And I'm not saying I'm not saying graphic, obviously. It's still a kids movie. I don't even want that. Yeah. But like if if like that is their past, why are you like ashamed of showing it? You know yeah, what I mean? I don't, it's just, and we're in, I don't want to get into the politics of it at all. So I'm going to like push yeah. past it. But like, it is just like, so immediately they put, they bring Jude Law into this movie as Dumbledore and immediately tell him you can't be in the story though because yeah. of this blood pack. We want you to be in the movie so that people go, oh, was that Dumbledore? Huh? To- that, that's it. Fan service. That's the only thing. Yeah. Um, Here's something that I want to say, and I know you're going to have a big reaction to it, so let me try and get through it a little bit before you talk about how much you hate it. Um, There's a character in this movie, and her name is Nagini, and she is some sort of thing that is a human that turns into a snake, and over time... Once I, I, she's rolling her eyes, folks. Over time, she will become that thing permanently. So, Nagini is the one of the Horcruxes that Voldemort has in his movie. So that, like, pet interesting thing is a person. Now you might go, but that's kind of cool. But what does that tell us about anything by making her a person? It has no effect on Voldemort's story. It has no effect on the story at all. It doesn't make sense. And you could say, well, maybe in a future movie they're going to do it. Okay, why don't you just do it in this movie so that I can actually earn your trust instead of just destroying things that I really love about Harry Potter. And you're taking that away from Harry Potter. Yes. Because Harry is a horcrux. Yes, and that's the other thing. Is So now there are, in a way, there's two human horcruxes, which makes Harry Potter being... A, a horcrux not as interesting and not as unique anymore when you write the description for this episode yeah it needs to say is nothing sacred is nothing sacred okay i'm gonna write it in the notes keep talking while okay. i do it 
So I am so annoyed by the Nagini thing that I am, I think that Micah said it all good enough and I'm not going to talk about it. What I will talk about though is how terrible her costume design is. Yeah. And it, it it's uh, out. Actually just all of it. Her makeup is not great. Her hair is really weird, but most of all, it's just like this dress that she wears the whole time, which I think their intent is like, Oh, it kind of looks like a snake, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, but like plunging cleavage. Uh-huh. And this is, it, it's just very weirdly sexy. Yeah. Why do we need it? I don't know. But why do we need the whole character? Well, I want to do, I do want to say one cool thing about it. Uh, it's a special effects thing that I had forgotten. They had an, a real um, contortionist, um, like, contort into those strange positions. And, and that shot where she becomes the snake is, like, a seamless transition from, her like, a real-life contortionist doing her thing and, like, going to what a snake would be. And then the animation takes over. And that is kind of a cool shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I just effects to say are not that. bad in this movie. No, most no. of them. I wish but that it wasn't get to grayed that, out because there's a lot of creature stuff we're yeah. not going to talk about right now. Okay, so if we're going to talk about her, we have to talk about Ezra Miller. Oh no, so, Jordan! I didn't want to talk about CCR unless I was talking about the old curve, band or water, whatever. So Credence is in Paris looking for his mother, his birth mother, and Snake Lady's helping him. That's pretty much what the whole movie's about. He is still an obscure, and that's why Grindelwald's here is to find uh, Credence. And apparently, he has like a sibling, so they and need to like kill I one of add, them, right? Yes, I think that, uh, that was, was very that did unclear. not make sense. No, um, might I add, he survived the experience from the last movie. And uh, I wonder if they showed us that because that could have maybe been interesting. Oh, no, that's off screen. And it's explained to us, not shown to us. As most of this movie is, it's people delivering exposition and things that would be cooler to see. Yeah. Also, they killed a baby at the beginning of this movie. And I thought yeah. that was really tasteless. It was yeah. gross. Yeah. I thought it was really gross. Yeah. Um, you don't have to, they killed two innocent people. That's enough. You don't have to have a baby cry in another room. We, the movies, so the, these movies are so convoluted and like, so pale anyway, that we don't need to know that Grindelwald and his people are bad by killing a baby. Well, we're, it we does already... show that he's kind of twisted. Cause I guess you have to show that Please. you can't have stakes unless your main character is a psychopath, I guess. <sighs> okay. So new is trying to find Tina when, and, and it's kind of interesting because, um, Okay, so him and Kowalski go to Paris, and it, it, it's like, okay, it's to find Tina. I guess it's a coincidence that Dumbledore also wanted him to go there, but he was resistant to it because he can't leave the country, but he'll leave it for Tina. So then, I don't know, it's just so, the, the motives are so unclear, because... And it's all happenstance. It's all happenstance, because it's like, I, I understand that now him and Tina are like, they like each other, and I part of me is like, and I, and I know this is just an opinion, but why why does he have, why do they have to be in love? And also, I do want to say that um, there's nothing that we saw in the previous movie that would alert us to them being in love, except for tropes. Yeah. There's no actual development or chemistry between them. No. And, oh, and those two actors do not have chemistry. No. Why, but, why can't we have an asexual person at some point <laughs> in time of movies? And I feel like Newt kind of falls under that umbrella 
in a very cool, like interesting way. Yeah. He's, he's interesting enough by being in love with creatures and not in a weird way. You know that, but like, (laughs) okay. But like, but like that, that's like all he cares about. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like we're getting off the rails. At at least we had Jen Urso in rogue one who was just this cool girl that like led the rebellion on rogue one loved it. And they, they, you thought they were going to maybe make her and Diego Luna get together and they never did. No. Because they didn't need to. No. They decided it didn't make sense, so they didn't do it. Yeah. Okay, so he's trying to find Tina, and then Tina follows this guy who apparently has something to do with Credence, and he kidnaps her. Um, And then New and Kowalski run into the same guy, and he throws him to the same cell. And... And then Tina's being super weird with New and calling him Mr. Scramander. And then... They go to the safe house that Dumbledore told Newt about, and there is a character in that house that is so shocking that they included this person. That is just Uh, yet uh, another reason where I'm like, is nothing sacred? Is nothing sacred? So um, Nicholas Flamel is in this house. Nicholas Flamel is the guy in possession of the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, before and the movie. Before before Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Um, so it's just this really brittle old guy, which I hate. I hate that they did that. And it's like, I, I, I it's part of it is because I imagine this guy who has possession of the Sorcerer's Stone that gives you eternal life uh, as a person that's like, you stop aging the time that you get the stone like that. You're going to be 40 forever Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Or even just like, no, but his body's still breaking down. Like eight. Yeah. He's, it seems like he's still aging, but he's eternal. Yeah. And and it's very, another nitpicky thing, but yeah, but we can be a little nitpicky because she set up this world to be yeah. nitpicky. It's a, like a response to people who are nitpicky. Yeah. So so he he's in it and it's just for laughs and then a duex mocking at the end. Yeah. Um we only see him twice, I think. So then what happens after that? Well, let me hit you with with something. I want to also throw this opinion out there. Grindelwald wants humans to, he wants to be like like they're showing the struggle between between humans and wizards and they're breaking it down even further than they did in the Harry Potter series. And to me, when I watch Harry Potter, I just thought, oh, this is kind of fun and clever. They exist in the same world. We don't need to get into the politics of it. Now they try and get into the politics of it in this, and I am not kidding you when I say I would liken this to the midi chlorian breakdown of the Force in Star Wars Episode One, where you're like. Oh, that like mythical thing is a scientific thing that now, um, like some people have and some people don't. It's not something you access or like not everyone or can earn be a Jedi or, or something. Yeah, so it's very strange and it kind of like takes away a lot from the original trilogy. That's what I think this is. It's like you're digging in the weeds. Like just let them. You know, I, I I don't know. It's like I don't need to. I don't need this stuff. I'm not interested. Also. In it. If I understand it correctly, Grindelwald's motives are the same as Voldemort's. Not only does he want to be the most powerful, his whole reason of like finding the Obscurial is so that he can dominate it, whether by killing the person or controlling the person. Um, Not only that, he wants to like 
make sure that everyone's still a pure blood, that everyone's pure, a well, wizard. There is unless a, I misunderstood it. No, no, I'm pretty sure you're all right, except for one thing. Um, Grindelwald was the whole movie trying to promote his band Hollywood Vampires <laughs> with Alice Cooper that he plays. Yeah. Um, and they tour around. They played Brit a couple of years ago. I wish I'm, Alice Cooper was in this movie. I think I think that's kind of the difference. And I wish they would have doubled down. He was in Dark Shadows. He was Alice in Cooper Dark was Shadows. Alice Cooper was in Dark Shadows with and, Johnny Depp. And he's Alice Cooper. And he plays an Alice yeah, Cooper. Yeah, why can't set. Alice Cooper be in the series and just be Alice Cooper? Do you think he has like the best celebrity cameo ever in Wayne's World? Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. He shows up, if you don't remember, folks, in Wayne's World, Wayne and uh, I don't remember the other character, they go to an Alice Cooper show and they get like backstage passes and they're like, oh, right, we're going to hang out with with, um, Alice Cooper. This is going to be awesome. And then they get there and they're like, all right, man, what's up? And Alice Cooper's talking about history. He just starts talking about history and he's very serious and they're like, this dude knows how to party. (laughs) Because he doesn't know what else to say. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the joke of that century. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Wow. Better series. Even though two is famously not good, but I did like it when I saw it. I've not seen it. I don't know. Um, Okay. So let's get to... Let's talk about what everyone was so curious about. Let's just skip to when... Credence and all of them are in the Lestrange burial. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. Okay. Well, no, no, I guess really quickly, um, Tina and Newt go to the Paris Ministry of Magic to try and find the Lestrange box or whatever. I don't even remember when they knew that they needed to get it. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but Lestrange finds them, Zoe Kravitz, and then they go to the, t- to the tomb, I guess. And yeah, Credence is there. The other guy that I don't remember what his name is, He was he's like the other... Like Credence's brother or something, um, which is where the Lestrange boxes, and then it's a family tree, and then she's like, "The interesting thing about the family tree is there's only men on it, and all the women are flowers." Okay, um, <laughs> and you find out like the, the this other guy's like, "We need to kill him because he's Corvus Lestrange," and then she's like, "No, it's not Corvus because I already killed him." And then it has this flashback of the Titanic. We didn't confirm that, but it might have been the Titanic. Which is just like, is, and I can't believe I'm saying this about the Titanic. And I don't mean the movie, just the event in history. Can nothing, is nothing sacred? Do we actually have to find every moment in history Mm -hmm. and assign like how wizards were affected by it? Who's asking for it? I don't, I, it's, it's not, it's oh, not the Titanic. Goodness. It's, it's just not the, it's not the, I don't know what it, it didn't look like it was specified. Oh, thank goodness. But I don't even want to. She I, exchanges the babies and one of the babies drowns, I guess, from her memory. But it didn't, but I, it didn't, I, didn't I know, guess. I didn't know what they were talking about. No idea. I was watching I, I the sequence no and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I don't, because first of all, I'm like, I'm unclear who the main characters of this movie are, first of all. And then they start talking about all this stuff. Now, counterexample. Maybe you're like, oh, I want to make a big reveal. Maybe you talk the entire movie about, I don't know, this prisoner of Azkaban that's a really bad dude that's going to try and kill Harry. And you talk about him the whole movie, the whole movie. You build him up, you build him up. And then at the end when he's revealed and you find out he's not a bad guy, you're like, oh. <gasps> Oh, in this movie, they're like, but Corvus Lestrange. And you're like, okay. 
you've said a lot of stuff at me, and I have taken barely any of it in. I don't know who in the hell Corvus Strange is. And at this is. point, of the Lestrange family is nothing sacred. Yeah. So, and then conveniently the tomb opens up and we are now at the press campaign for Grindelwald. Yeah, sure. And all of his peeps are there and he's talking about, he, he's, he's talking about fascism yeah. pretty much like he, it, like, uh, what am I trying to say? He's just doing propaganda. Yeah. Pretty much. And then the people leave or don't leave the ministry see, shows up and then there's blue fire this really feels like oh, okay this is gonna be so there's gonna be this like big battle after this like this is like the end of act two kind of stuff and then all of a sudden they do, they throw up this big wall they destroy a good portion of paris again oh wait let me just say one thing before yeah. you get too far um so in this scene the the ministry kills a wizard mm-hmm. uh, kind of like a trigger happy situation and yeah. it's just kind of like, okay, we get it now. You did this whole thing so that the ministry did something wrong and you look good. Therefore, you get more followers. Oh, I didn't get that at all. That, that's how I read it. Okay. So it's like, okay, if, if that's what you wanted to accomplish, that's another reason. And it's just a suggestion of throughout the movie, instead of Grindelwald hiding in a house the whole time, he's going around Europe making speeches. Yeah. And getting gaining followers little by little. Yeah. To the point where it, it amasses to this scene where he's giving pretty much the same speech he has the whole movie. Um, and then that happens because this whole time he's been gaining more followers. And so they're all there to see it, all there to see what the ministry did wrong, mm-hmm. which will gain him countless more followers. Yeah. There's a suggestion. Better. Uh, so then there's this battle. They like block the battle from growing further. I don't even know. Some people can walk through the fire and some people can't. And they, they like smash their wands into the ground. Oh, but, uh, Zoe Kravitz dies. I don't think so. No, she dies. She gets, she, she's like, she's like, don't stay. I love you. And then she like sacrifices herself or something. Yeah. She's looking at both new and his brother. So you're like, which one was she talking to? Anyway, I don't even want to talk about that. I just want to skip the stupid battle. They, like, stop the battle, and you're like, okay, so when is, like, the battle? Because that didn't feel like a climax of a movie. And then it starts concluding everything. And then there's this thing that happens. And this is the last thing I'm going to talk about the movie. And then I'm going to pitch to you what I think would have been a better thing for this. And then we're having a creature feature. Okay. Yes, I like that. Um, Then... The end of the movie, Grindelwald is talking to CCR, Credence Clearwater Revival, and he's like, hey, that little bird you have, that's a phoenix. Because we all know Ugh. we all know that phoenixes are like Dumbledore. Like They've always birds, appeared to Dumbledores. Which is not established I don't in think, Harry Potter. I don't think my jaw has dropped more. Like, like I don't think it's dropped lower <laughs> than this movie ever. This is this is so stupid. And it's not it. I don't even know what it means. I can't figure out the connection because they also didn't explain it well. But um, the Phoenix comes, and earlier in the movie, Dumbledore's like, Phoenixes appear to Dumbledores. That's how it works. And you're like, okay, then how come it helped out Harry? And I know Dumbledore sent it to him, but it that's not, like, established. Like, shut up. What are you talking about? And then Grindelwald says, you're a Dumbledore that's stupid. It's supposed to be like a Luke, I am your father moment. It's not. It doesn't make sense. I don't like it. We're done. Let's talk about... And one more. Okay. Is nothing sacred. Yes. Now, 
I want to talk to you, listener, about my pitch for Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. This is what I think. Scrap the two movies. Forget everything you know and forget thinking that J.K. is master of the universe. And just imagine this. You open up Netflix or Hulu or one of the streaming services or HBO. You open up HBO. Well, maybe that's too adult. You go somewhere else. doesn't matter. Let's just do Netflix. And you see that this show is on there. It's called Hogwarts, a school for witchcraft and wizardry. Ten episodes. And you're like, what? And you click through and you see that some episodes are 20 minutes, some are 50 minutes, none are over an hour. And the plot of the show is Newt Scamander. He is a teacher of Fantastic Beasts at Hogwarts. And he's teaching kids about Fantastic Beasts. And that's cool because guess what? The best part about Harry Potter is Hogwarts and the classes. That's what I believe. Uh, I think that's the charm of the series and the relatability of class. So we dig into the classrooms. Now, some of the episodes are not about Newt. There's going to be an entire episode that's in a lecture. But somehow it's very, very interesting, and it's the students in the lecture. And uh, so in this series, Newt is teaching the class, but there's this one beast that he wants so bad, and he can never find it. It's like a missing link type of beast. It's a Sasquatch or something. And then... A student or his parents like, yeah, we saw that last year or something like that. And he decides to leave the classroom and go get it. Now we've met these charming new kid actors um, and we're following them. And, and we're people following are really Newt. into kid actors right now. Well, they work. always are. No, no, I know. But like because of Stranger Things I know, I know. and it, people are No, that's that, that is what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but so they're doing those separate adventures and maybe into the season he gets it. Very low stakes. Then... Next year, new season, baby. And now stakes are a little bit higher, but we're not trying to outdo Harry Potter. And the show progresses. And I don't know, maybe it's eight eight episodes. And if you're going, but Micah, I, I like what they're doing. If you like it so much and you love this world, imagine if instead of uh, 10 extra hours being the Fantastic Beast movies, you had like upwards of 80 hours over the course of 10 years, really high production, real sets, Maybe an entire series where kids are just like playing with animals, but there's actual character growth and you're seeing things you've never seen. Think Mandalorian Star Wars kind of stuff. Lower stakes, but still a fun, interesting story that does get you hooked. That's what I want from Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. And I rest my case. I defy you to tell me that the movies are better than the pitch I just gave you. That's what they should have done. You'd get more of what you love anyway. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big thing. Yep. And you'd have more freedom to do something interesting. Yep. Now, creature feature, baby. Okay. There is something this movie gets right, so, and it's the creatures. Go. Beginning of the movie, baby nifflers. Awesome. Love it. And then we get to the kelp monster. Um, cool. Very, very cool. It's like a dragon, but made out of seaweed. Yes. Love. And then... Um, there's a demon monkey that we see for like one shot, a Japanese demon in a bathtub. It didn't look like a monkey to me. It looked like a sea monster. Oh, I think there's another monkey thing in the carnival that I was thinking of. You're not thinking of the thing in the bathtub though. Well, that thing was cool too. Oh, the thing was so effing cool that I wish it came back so yeah. bad. Like I need to look up pictures of it cause it's so cool. And the little dragons above it also so yeah. cool in the carnival behind Ezra Miller. 
there was this really large troll crazy creature that looked so cool. Looked like straight out of D and D or something. Oh, I loved that one. That one was cool. Yeah. Now, do we have any others besides the big one? You have. Well, I don't know if I was a huge fan of those cats. They were kind of cool, but they, I think the eyes just were so a little too cartoony for me. Yeah, but they, I liked the idea of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they weren't quite what I wanted. But crowning the the winner oh of the movie. Oh my gosh, this thing is so cool. I forget what it's called, unfortunately. I don't remember either, but it is modeled after like a Chinese dragon, but, but like it has a, like like a, at a parade face with fangs and like a like a feathery banner tail it's like a it's like flowers and it's it, like a floral like yeah. a rose petal tails and, and yeah it like moves you so the legs like those chinese dragon dinosaurs in yes. parades and what in parades like oh, parades. it moves like with but that like weird the, head the movement. arms are very the the legs are very interesting they're skinny very skinny and um and he's big he's the, big. the head looks like a cross between um never ending story oh. is that a dog in that movie like a flying it's kind dog. of a dog thing yeah um, never ending story and then you said something animal else. from muppets the animal guy who plays muppets. the drums and the animation on this thing is so incredible real. that i i don't understand a world where they would make it practically I, I just based on like how yeah, much it I moves. Don't so I, I don't think that they could have done it, but if they did, I how come I that's saw, not being shown? Like, like it's not doing a circuit in museums. I don't think that it's real because I, when I watched um, a VFX reel, it showed them paint, like put that yeah. in, but there could, there were a couple shots where it was a little more static where maybe it was, oh um, my but I gosh. think they would have highlighted that, you know, like that would have been in the promotional stuff. Oh yeah. 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 But, right. um, and and it also travels a thousand. It can travel a thousand miles a day. Mm-hmm. And the way they showed that, which was more of a VFX and less of the movie, but still the movie does oh, a cool job. Yeah, is I it, like it that. It kind of like portals through time. Yeah. Oh, it was so cool. Oh, I love this monster. It, it is it's, so it's seriously cool. up there. I'm one of the coolest creatures I've it is ever so, seen. I mean, the VFX creators are fantastic for these movies yeah. and they should keep they getting did, higher. They did not like they, um, they skimmed on the story. They did not skimp on the characters. Yeah. And you know what? It's nice that they didn't put that on the, the backdrop for this movie because the last movie is fantastic. Beats and where to find them. Yeah. Even though the movie wasn't really about that. No, they, they still knew that they needed to put stuff, that stuff in it. Yeah. With this movie, it's almost like, wow, I can't believe you guys remembered to do it. Oh, it was so cool. Oh my gosh. I I need to like look up pictures of that thing. Yeah. And, and I, just like watch the scenes of it moving. And if that was like the creature he was looking for in yeah. the Fantastic Beast show that I pitched. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, 10 out of 10 as far as the, the creature goes. Yeah. Um, and we're not, I don't, I seriously don't. This, I've like exercised this movie from me now. Yeah. I've been holding on to it because we watched it like two days ago and I've been just like, can't, I couldn't wait to record this podcast. And now I feel like, like I just confessed or something like a, a weight is lifted off of me. Mm-hmm. So folks, now it's time for the plug section of it. Please don't skip. Well, should we announce our next series? Well, I'm going to plug and then I'm going to announce. So you got to listen folks. And okay. it might take more than 15 seconds or less. So I wouldn't skip ahead. Go to patreoncom slash Micah McCaw. Um, 
and you can get my new album for as little as $5, or you can do $10, and you'll get, um, like, these postcards that Jordan made, and um, these pins that Jordan made, um, and the, the promote, like, I think... I think it might have been last week or this week you're getting a free song um on patreon exclusive to patreon outside of the album that i made um seasonal release so do that you get your episodes early you're also gonna get our patreon exclusive episode on the curse harry potter and the cursed child our patronuses and our sorting house the sorting of our houses um which is gonna come out next week i think april 1st um so please do that it would help a lot. It would mean a lot. And $5 isn't that much. It's like two cups of coffee. Um, that, that would be awesome. It would seriously make my day. Um, and please make sure and comment. If you if you would, that'd be awesome. And, and please check out my album. That would also mean the world to me. Maybe post about it. Try and get a friend to listen. Um, I worked so hard on it. And uh, I feel like it almost killed me in some ways. And it's so exciting to have those songs out. That's our plugs. Now, folks, I I didn't think it could get worse than Grindelwald. And I don't think this will oh, be. Oh, it's going to, to me, so much better. Yeah. And I haven't watched these movies in a while. But I am compared to what we just watched, and I can't believe I'm saying this, it will be a breath of fresh air. Yeah. So we are covering... Twilight. The Twilight series. That is our next series, folks. Um, even if you haven't seen them, just listen along because it'll, I think it's going to be a hilarious mini series that we're doing. Yeah. Take this, take this glittering, shimmering vampire ride with us. Yeah. And we're going to be covering, um, I mean, I pitch that we, we call it, uh, bad moon horizon, but Jordan said no. So maybe send us some ideas on the, the series name and, you might go, but why are you doing that? One, we thought it would be kind of funny, and hopefully you'll be sharing your friends because it's going to be us screaming about strange things. Two, we're starting a kind of bigger series, which is started with Harry Potter, and Harry Potter kind of spurns this um, like young adult movies being split into two parts thing. So we're going to be diving deep into that. Um, and I'll probably be reminding you about that in future episodes. So thank you for listening. Thank you. See you later. Bye.